0: You believed, you believed just like John Cena and them people believed. I had y'all all all fool, y'all a bunch of puppets.
1: Welcome to Cheap Podcast, episode number 85. This is the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. I am your host, Dave Rudden, and that's what I do. I've got uh, one guest with me right now. We'll have a third guest for the, the middle segment, but who's with me right now?
2: Henry, the the end of the beginning, Gilbert.
1: All right. Our esteemed tradition to start every episode of Cheap Podcast. Uh, don't don't bother going back past the last four uh, <laughs> to, to take part in this tradition. But uh, our longest tradition is uh, Kayfabe History, where I go through the entire history of a professional wrestler, uh, talking about the, the crazy parts and the not-so-crazy parts, the highs and the lows and the creamy middles. For this week, I'm going to be concentrating on a person who is turning 45 next week. Wow. And uh, in about two months, I believe, we'll be celebrating his 20th anniversary as a wrestler. That's incredible. I am talking about Mark Henry.
2: Uh, Man, I should have made my nickname. Is that a
1: penis? Yeah. Should have made Uh, that mine. But uh, Sylvie, Texas's Mark Henry, he's been powerlifting basically since puberty. Powerlifting since puberty could be like a good t-shirt for him (laughs) too. He won uh, the National High School Powerlifting Championships. He set uh, lifting records as a teenager. In high school, he broke four national junior records in weightlifting in only eight months. He won the U.S. National Junior Championships, and he quali- And then he qualified for the 1992 Summer Olympics, where he finished in 10th. Uh, then later, in 1992, he won the USA Weightlifting American Open. Then in 1995, he won the U.S. National Powerlifting Championship, and then he qualified th- for the 1996 Olympics. And it's, it's at that point when he started to show up on talk shows and get like media attention in newspapers and all that. Uh, but he did. He, unfortunately, he injured himself during training and finished 14th. Oof. But uh, all of that, all of that publicity was able to get the attention of the WWE. So around that time, he was signed to a 10-year contract by Vince McMahon.
2: Unprecedented. Yeah. At the, at the time when everybody was leaving him for WCW yeah. for their guaranteed stuff, he signs Mark Henry to win their first ever. WCW-style yeah.
1: deals. I mean, but this one he they stuck to, unlike later that year when they signed Bret Hart to a 10-year deal, which didn't quite work out. Uh, but his first feud was with Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, he uh, met him on Raw before the Olympics and gave him a body slam and then saved Jake Roberts at the hands of Jerry Lawler at SummerSlam that year. But his first match uh, was the month after when he beat Jerry Lawler. Um, in
2: a match where he almost killed Jerry Lawler, Yeah, I and mean, he was
1: very green at this time. I and mean, he actually, in November of 1996, he took a year off to heal a bunch of injuries he had had in his weightlifting career. Uh, he, re- he returned at the end of 1997 to a little fanfare. You know, he was having, like, matches on Jacked and Velocity and Oof. Shotgun Saturday Night. Uh, but then the beginning of 1998, Hen- Mark Henry joined the Nation of Domination. After he betrayed Ken Shamrock and joined The Rock oh. and Farouk and Kamu Mustafa, By the way, uh, betraying Ken Shamrock is also how Owen Hart joined the Nation of Domination. I guess it's Uh, like a a ritual to betray Ken Shamrock specifically.
2: I can see why Ken Shamrock would eventually betray others to join the corporation.
1: Yeah. So uh, Mark Henry regularly teamed with D'Lo Brown at this point, fellow Nation member for uh, much of the year. Actually feuded with The Rock when The Rock disbanded the nation at the end of 1998. Actually, he actually scored a victory against The Rock Whoa. at Judgment Day. I mean, D'Lo Brown was interfering. I think he, I believe he held down The Rock's legs. Which, Still, yeah, you would later betray D'Lo in 1999. D'Lo Brown was the he was mm. the Eurocontinental champion, having both the Intercontinental and European Championship. And Mark Henry betrayed D'Lo in a match that uh, D'Lo had against Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett uh, to to thank Mark Henry, Jeff Jarrett, who had both titles at this point. He kept the the Intercontinental Championship, but he gave the European title to Mark Henry. So that was Mark Henry's first championship in WWE. A
2: gift from Double J, yeah. man. That's uh, there's more noble ways to yeah, win a yeah. title.
1: Uh, but he his more important stuff during 1999 was the uh, the birth of Sexual Chocolate. Uh, I feel I felt like everybody post Nation of Domination needed like a bit more of an accentuated character. Like Mm -hmm. the Godfather happened, and D'Lo, you know, just shaking his head and all that. But Mark Henry was (laughs) sexual chocolate. Uh, What's the word? Lothario. Lothario, Want to be
3: Lothario? Really? Uh,
1: Yeah. I mean, he was very. He was usually usually failed in his efforts. His first uh, attempt was uh, China. Uh, Like he would read her poetry and all that, but Mm -hmm. uh, she was not into it. But she set him up with her friend Sammy who, oh, unbeknownst to Henry, Mark Henry was a uh, transvestite. That's where, uh, what was yeah. it, the line? Uh, she got a pe- Is that a penis? Yeah. Is that a p- penis? But uh, this was after he That's why received. they call me yeah. Sammy, baby, yeah. and he takes
2: off the wig. It's not a very had- sensitive portrayal yeah. of a trans person, In but it was 1998 on a show of a Jerry Springer era. Like, yeah. it was a joke. Like, it was an, a bad joke and a, yeah. a shameful joke. The defense Mark Henry had of it was just that he, like... He knew it was made to mock him. Like yeah. This was all to make fun of him because he wouldn't quit.
1: Yeah, like he, that contract that he was in, People, I think people wanted him out of it, but yeah. he was like, I'm not going to quit. Humiliate like-
2: me on TV all you want. And so this thing happened with Sammy, and in retrospect, I think it was on the Monday Night Wars thing, he talked about how... Somebody came up to him. And was like, "You know what? You made me realize we should be more tolerant of people." Like he Aww. he framed it as a thing of tolerance, and if it taught a couple people to be hmm. less fearful of that, because at the very least, like Mark Henry just walks away and throws up, which is not a great reaction to that. Oh, but if he didn't. It didn't turn in. He didn't attack him. Which in a violent show like WWE, <laughs> you would. Yeah, I kind of would have expected that.
1: Uh, anyway. But that was only the beginning of uh, Mark Henry's sexual exploits. Uh, he went to sex therapy that year and Ugh. admitted to having an incestuous relationship with his sister. Oh yeah, uh, And after that, he wooed the elderly Mae Young and also impregnated Mae Young, uh, <sighs> causing her to give birth to a hand a few months later. Ugh. And that hand canonically uh, showed up again in WWE. What, uh, a Raw uh, 1000, Yes, right? Raw 1000. So he showed up as a teenager. So Mark Henry's son has been on WWE programming.
2: There's a guy in a giant hand outfit. Yes. I think Mark Henry said he asked Vince, like, why a hand? And he said... Because it's funny. It's a hand. I
1: mean... take <laughs> a finger. Uh, no. So... Uh, after the sexual chocolate gimmick in 2000, he returned to the WWE training territory, Ohio Valley Wrestling, to improve.
2: That's kind of shameful, man, to yeah. just be like, you know what? You're going to Ohio Valley fucking... It, I mean, yeah. it's not the
1: last time it happened.
2: I mean, that happened at a big show around yes. the, not long after this.
1: But uh, So he competed in, o- in OVW in 2000 and 2001, but he took a sabbatical in late 2001 after his mother died. Uh, he went back into weightlifting, and he took part in the Arnold Strongman Classic, which he won. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he could
2: again be legit called the, the world's strongest yes. man uh,
1: so 2002 he made a brief WWE return and uh, his gimmick here was just doing feats of strength like uh, he would pull a bus or like pick up a bunch of bricks or something and try to taunt the other WWE wrestlers like can any mm-hmm. of you do, can any of you do this again uh, he was injured so he returned again in summer of 2003 where he joined Teddy Long's Duggan and Buggin faction, which was like a kind of a um, new nation, I guess. I wasn't paying 100% attention during this time, but it seemed kind of like a rehash of the nation. I think even d was in it again.
2: Yeah, I was almost going to say Tony Atlas was part of that, but I was getting confused when Tony Atlas managed Crime Time, which yeah. would be a f- couple years after this.
1: But then 2004, he was again sent to OVW and dealt oh. with injuries. Oh. Uh, he returned in December of 2005, helping Joey Mercury and Johnny Nitro beat Rey Mysterio and Batista for the tag team titles. Uh, he then actually injured Batista in reality, which caused the, uh, the WWE title to be vacated. But uh, after that, he was put into the main event picture. He faced Kurt Angle for the title at the Royal Rumble in 2006. Uh, then he took on The Undertaker in a casket match at WrestleMania. He lost both matches. Uh, after WrestleMania, he went back to feuding with Angle, trading wins and losses, and was supposed to fight Batista when Batista returned from his injury. But guess what? Mark Henry injured himself again.
2: Yeah, and looking at it in long form, Mark Henry is prone to injury. Yeah. Like it's an unfortunate thing because he's, uh, he really grew on me as a performer. But all these yeah. injuries are just like he can get no head of steam
1: going. Yeah, but I mean, like that Undertaker match was a was a pretty good one. It was one of the better earlier. Uh, it matches, was the like-
2: start of him having good matches. Yeah. They'd get much better after Henry, though. Yeah.
1: Mark Henry returned again in May of 2007. He beat up The Undertaker after The Undertaker had a steel cage match against Batista, and this allowed the the uh, running-the-bank cash-in to happen. The Edge came in and uh, pinned The Undertaker. Uh, So he would feud with The Undertaker over the summer, mostly losing, uh, then moving over to ECW in the fall, where he would feud with Kane and CM Punk. 2007 and 2008 were kind of uneventful uh, until... Uh, End of 2008, he won the ECW Championship at Night of Champions and lost Mm. it two months later to Matt Hardy. But that was... So if you you look at the timeline, his first title wasn't even a title win. He was given the title in 1999... And even though you know he had injuries and he had you know stints in OVW, he didn't he didn't win another title until until 2008, and it was a good wow. one for the time. Like this was when ECW it was not quite a
2: dishonorable the, one. Yeah.
1: yeah, like ECW was still somewhat hot. Like this was around but, CM Punk being champion, so it man, meant something.
2: Wow, that's that's sad for Henry. I mean, it's it's easy to think like, oh yeah, you were being punished, like yeah. you were, or they just didn't like you. And I'd also see, knowing what you know of Vince, he probably would not happy that he injured his main guy, Batista, in a match, too.
1: Uh so again, he kind of just had meaningless feuds for a while. With the exception of being in the Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania 25, it wasn't doing a whole lot during 2009 and 10. It, mostly during that era, he was in a he was in tag team purgatory. So he teamed with uh MVP for a few months, he mm-hmm. teamed with Evan Bourne for a few months, but in neither case did he even win the the tag title. Like they came close but didn't quite win. Mm-hmm. Uh so he when he really came into his own was 2011. Uh Mark Henry was drafted to SmackDown in April of that year. And right as he was getting like that same episode where he was drafted, he betrayed John Cena and Christian and becoming a heel. Uh, and when he moved to SmackDown, he started what he called the Hall of Pain, where he would injure wrestlers. The and, like, best era. Years.
2: The best era of him. I think that's when he called himself the Mastodon Something as like well. That. Yeah, and it was... They finally were saying, like, yeah, this guy's a threat. Like, yeah. this guy's a monster who can do... Stuff nobody can do.
1: Yeah, so he started it by injuring uh, the Big Show's leg at Money in the Bank 2011. One of the best pay-per-views of all time, by the way. Yes. Uh, beat up Kane later that week. Then he uh, injured Vladimir Kozlov, who was this giant Russian dude, basically writing uh, that guy off of TV forever. Yep. That all culminated at Night of Champions 2011 when he cleanly beat Randy Orton for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. Yes. The, I mean, the, granted, it was the, the World st- Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, the it Smackdown was title. the SmackDown title. Not the biggest title in WWE, but like this is like the culmination of his career. Like When he won it, they were saying, like, it's been 15 years and he's mm-hmm. fighting finally reached the pinnacle of the WWE. So it was a cool little moment. He held it for a few months but would lose it to The Big Show in December of 2011 at TLC. Uh, after that match he snapped and beat up the big show which allowed daniel bryan to cash in his money in the bank contract so he's a, uh mark henry's also kind of a if he's if he's beating you up after a match someone might cash in a it's money the in the money, bank it's the money
2: he's the money in the bank accessory i did yeah. forget he had one of my favorite interviews he ever did mm-hmm. in the run up to him winning the title yeah. like i think it was jr interviewing him where he said none of you guys think i should ever win the title i should be a multi-time champion yeah. none of you believed in me like it was so great
1: so, he had a couple of title opportunities in 2012. He uh, faced Daniel Ryan and The Big Show at uh, Royal Rumble 2012 in a cage match. He faced CM Punk for uh, the championship on Raw in April. But he suffered another injury, which kept him out for the remainder of 2012. Oof. Uh, 2013, beginning of the year, Mark Henry returned, Was put it you know somewhat in the title scene again. He had two eliminations at the Elimination Chamber. And moved on to feuding with Ryback at WrestleMania 29, but in which I believe was Ryback's first clean loss. Uh, it was that was ridiculous. It was it, it was like one of the most unexpected things that happened that night. Like but, that, but it was ridiculous Ryback because Ryback lose.
2: Ryback lost, especially when the next night he's yeah. going to be the guy challenging John Cena for the title, and he's like, "Well, this guy can't be Mark Henry. He can't yeah. be John Cena." But also that he still did the finish that he was supposed to do. He's like, oh, I lost. And now I will do my crazy, awesome WrestleMania moment move. But... Doesn't mean anything when you do it after the fact. Yeah,
1: within a couple months, July of 2013, uh, Mark Henry teased his retirement. Oh, the uh, salmon jacket, yes, uh, only to betray John Cena and challenge him for the WWE title. It was a, it was a. I forget. I got oh, a lot all, more
2: left in the yeah, tank.
1: Yeah, you're all a bunch of puppets. Uh, uh, yeah, but that salmon jacket is kind of synonymous with a fake retirement. Love now. it,
2: love it. It's it's See, he, I love that in his late career he yeah. showed that like he was not. We all underestimated
1: him. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, he lost, and it was only a one-month uh, program. Yeah. Didn't really lead to any more title shots. And f- after that, he's kind of been meandering for the Definitely. last you know, three years. Uh, his only major feud was with Rusev in 2014. This was in uh, Rusev's line of uh, bashing America and beating up black guys.
2: Yeah, I heard people bring up how it, it seemed like a racist gimmick, but it really just shows you... A different type of racism in WWE not that he's always beating up black guys but when they have to say well we've got to feed him a bunch of low level dudes how is it it's disproportionately (laughs) a black people who are low level faces and that just shows you how they're like If a a black guy is a black guy, he's a good guy unless he's given a bad guy character. And so I will say he impressed me in that of him, like picking up his America Mm. stuff again, and him doing his face heel swapping thing. Only by being friends with Big Show did he become less of a turbulent face heel. But when he lost in the accolade, I swear he did it on purpose. Like he, a single tear rolled down his eye when he got beat. I was like, that was
1: beautiful. Yeah, 2015 was a weird year like he i think he returned to as a face but then like one week later lost to neville and kind of turned heel after the match but Sour then turned enough. face the next week and he's been you know on and off tv for months at a time like he was randomly put in an intercontinental championship uh, elimination chamber match that match <laughs> that just was a t- complete and total mess he was the one who uh i think wade barrett i forget who wade barrett threw into his his i uh, believe he threw
2: Dolph into it and knocked it down and, and mark henry could not improvise at that point and it just like yeah. They, it was a carefully planned match, so I get it. But
1: it just you have
2: been shape. doing this for almost two decades. Like maybe be able to improvise just a
1: little bit. Yeah, but it's like, what like, what do you do in that position? Do you just stay in your your, your yeah. thing? Like, and I guess I in a
2: multi-man match, like it is very heavily planned out. Yeah. Like,
1: I get it. I get it. Yeah. So. Uh, as of late, he uh, he won the right to be in the 2016 World Rumble by winning a tag team match on the pre-show, Yeah, but uh, the result of that was both him and his tag team partner basically lasting a minute each and getting uh, summarily thrown out with I was no so fanfare. sad for that, yeah. And he was also in the WrestleMania 32, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, kind of Slightly, like yeah. close to the end, but he was also outside of the ring for most of the match, like, uh, when Shaq and Big Show started throwing fists, like he got knocked out and got knocked out of the ring, it was a weird Broke thing to, through the center
2: yeah. uh, from below the top rope. Yeah, I guess so. they
1: needed him not in there for like all of the big man stuff, but it was it was weird that he like this is WrestleMania in Texas and he's kind of just. In what will like, almost not, not doing much in the in, that, in what that would world.
2: seemingly be his last WrestleMania, and they just take him out of it. It I was sad. I was really hoping he'd get a good farewell, but I don't think he will. Yeah. Like he seems done.
1: I mean, we're celebrating his like this is going to be his 45th birthday. I don't know if he'll have anything on WWE TV to celebrate it, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they'll have anything to celebrate his 20 year anniversary when it rolls up around uh, the summer. So, yeah. I uh, you know it's it's been a a very up and down career for Mark Henry. But I mean like his big moments have been pretty big and like, the highs play, were high, but yeah. the
2: lows
3: were real low yeah I-
1: but like I think like his title, his title opportunity periods in 2011, 2013 were great. And yeah. you know, can't take that away from him even, you know. You no matter
2: know, how like, many hands he's given birth to or, yeah. or how They're, many times children chant sexual chocolate at him yeah. when they weren't
1: even alive
2: <laughs> when that thing happened.
1: So that'll do it for this kayfabe history. Happy birthday, Mark Henry. It's been a good career, I'd say. Uh we're going to take a quick break come back uh talk about this week in wrestling and all that jazz see it a little
2: bit the machine they take i was 5 215 18 squat the grain around the cages like nobody came nobody no slugs I'll slap you with god give it strength from a lot of time speak in the gym only
4: bitch wonderful is the fight i'm ready for a long time the strongest man breathe you like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show, exclusively on Patreon.com/LaserTime. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. I, I'm making a plea for a four-year-old. What is the ghost-based entertainment I can show her? I, th- I yeah. think she's still too young for Ghostbusters. I asked Charlie. He doesn't know how she got into that. Like, it doesn't
3: really make that much sense. No, maybe a
1: ghost visited her. Oh, God. I don't even want to think about
3: that day. Well, <laughs> oh, man, when back. she was drawing pictures for me, and just like, that's the monster. And I'm like, oh, God. This is great. And she, I'm like, where does it live? Nowhere. That's the <laughs> scariest answer you could have given me. And, like, as <laughs> and a her, kid, you're like, I don't know. Turned around. And I'm like, what just-
4: turned it into a monster? That absence of God
1: <laughs> follow the buzzers well you know today she today
4: <laughs> get bonus time laser times weekly full length uncensored and ad free patreon exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full length movie commentaries wrestling and cartoon video commentaries physical rewards the first season of talking simpson and more at patreon.com slash laser time starting at just five bucks you'll help us live and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again
1: Welcome to Cheap Podcast Live, the unprofessional live show about professional wrestling. I am your host, Dave Demon Rudden. I've got... Uh, who's uh, here? I'm Henry Samoan, headbutts are the hardest headbutts, Gilbert. And I'm uh, the wheels of steel this week. Uh, Brett, the defeated demon. Aww. Austin. Ooh, boy. And uh, yeah, uh, Chris is out this week. He lost a loser in Lee's Town match, but he'll be back soon enough. We're going to kick things off with NXT TakeOver The End. Dot 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 of the beginning, which uh, I had no idea what, what that ended up meaning, but uh, it was a really good event. As far as like crazy happenings, not that big, maybe on like the lower half of the takeovers spectrum, but like I just thought like from beginning to end, every match was entertaining.
2: I, oh no, it was a great card. I, I regret not being able to watch it live with you and Brett and all of our other and bras my and Mike Grimm. and Carolyn too, everybody. I missed out on that and I was sad about that, but it was uh, still a really great show. I mean, it started... Uh, that CN guy seems pretty cool. Yeah. Adrian. Uh, Adrian I, I like to Adrian, start.
1: Adrian, CN, Almas. Though, yeah, honestly, I like, it, like
2: I think Ty Dillinger's too good to be the C- Juice Robinson. Man. Yeah. Like, he can't be the... He, he can't more be popular the, than CN. Yeah. He can't, he can't be the guy who jobs out to the, uh, to the new guy anymore. Like, they shouldn't have fired Bull Fit, man. They should have kept him around to do that stuff. And then the uh, American Alpha Revival match was great, it, though... I mean, it was fantastic, but I didn't think they would lose. I yeah. was so sad to see them lose, and then to have like the new Legion of Doom show <laughs> up and beat them up. Though, what if Legion of Doom is Samoan? Yeah. And I wonder. They should just be doing a story now, like the Samoans take over WWE. Uh, I know they're not yeah. Samoan. Oh well, yeah. they. Sorry, I thought they were related to Nia Jax because she was super excited about
3: it. Someone mentioned what they were, uh, their ethnicity. I can't remember ah, what okay. it was, but...
2: but with Paul Ellering, like I saw some people chanting or who heard are some you? people chanting who. are are you? Who are you? Like you?
1: Fuckers I, don't know who Paul Elring. So th- I don't know if like it might just be the way that like NXT screens are. Like, can they even see who he is on? Like, is there Maybe. a screen you can see who he's on? Well, like, who he like, is on to that extent, I mean, if I like, I knew who he was, like, right when I saw him, mm-hmm. and I felt like the coolest guy in the room, like, guys, that's Paul Ellery, and he used to manage the Legion of Dune, because I didn't know if, like, you or Grim knew who he was. Mm-hmm. I felt real cool about that. I mean, you know,
2: Tranquil Bez thinks that uh, American Elf is going to get called yeah, up that's, after that's that loss. That's exactly I, what I thought. Nope.
1: Uh uh-uh, uh. No way.
2: Well, I mean, what, I guess it, in it the brand draft? split, they actually yeah. are probably needed, but. If it wasn't for that, I would say no. where's their space for them right now with New Day and Kaz and Enzo?
1: Like, well, I mean, New Day's reign us and eventually, and when that does, like, it'll probably be to some heel tag team that holds it for a month, and then American <laughs> Alpha goes on their year long tear,
2: mm-hmm. and then Nakamura, you know, Austin Aries is too short. I'm so mm-hmm. I hate to be a Vincent man about this, but like. I just mm-hmm. couldn't take him seriously. He's no. too short. But uh, sorry, we're talking about every match, but the one that uh, we're
3: featuring in this yeah. segment. Actually, uh, real quick though, I did. We can't do it because of the way 2K16 works. Yeah. But uh, I really, I think my match tonight might have been Naya yeah. asuka Yeah, it was really good. It was way it, better than Nia's, it's Nia's, uh, Nia's ba- best match, her Bailey match. Ever. match but yeah, like, yeah, like this
1: was an excellent cage match. But I did. I was surprised by the Naya I, lo- uh, I yeah, I just love like. amount of emotion in it like i've never seen a person like scream like just yell at the other person right before they get knocked out i did love that and defiant
3: scream and then
1: also yeah just
3: throwing oscar across the ring like that was great
2: i love that she's a monster but the story is she's a monster who hasn't put it all together yet she's not a killer like say vader was but yet and i and i also like that she's finding herself i think she is a way better, Nia Jax is a way better performer than she was a year ago. Oh, yeah. And I think she's on her way to being like one of the most dominant women around eventually. She's just not there yet. Uh, you know, Tranquilvez was also asking, you any of us watched the Breaking Ground special yeah. afterwards? I did not. We did. You guys did? Yeah, yeah we did. It was really great. uh It was a, the WrestleMania It's an weekend, emotional right? one.
1: Yeah, so it's like half of it is, all oh, we're doing a NXT Texas takeover. And, like, that's a big show. And then, like, Triple H going up to all these people and saying, like, you're getting wow. called up. You're getting called up. Like a proud papa. Yeah.
2: Well, so, the main event, though, the end. Mm-hmm. And I think this was called the end of the beginning and the end for many mm-hmm. reasons. But I do think it is the end of Finn, like, as an NXT competitor. Mm-hmm. I think he's... This was his farewell match. This is a crazy match. I think if anything puts a... Stamp on or the period on the end of his sentence. Yeah. It is that it is his first loss ever in demon form. He has never lost a match in yeah. demon
1: form before. I, I was surprised that, like, I, I totally thought, like, Samoa Joe was going to win, but, like, you have a cage match so a guy can walk out the door and it could be like, okay, well, the the demon has lost, but he's never been pinned yet. But mm-hmm. then they just went ahead and, like, knocked that out too. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because they hate each other so much they probably wouldn't want to win by like doing the walkout or the climb over. But yeah, another thing I wanted out of that match that I didn't quite deliver. I thought we were going to get the uh, the coup de grace off the top of the cage. They, they were then, teasing oh,
2: it, but like I was thinking, like even it, it's most it, Joe's guts. I don't know, think could handle Geometrically, that. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work. Like it's too high. It's too high on a low ceiling. I just think it's too much of a risk for him. Yeah. Him doing it off of the off of the ladder. In an arena, that's one thing, but in full sail, I just don't think it really worked. He'd like hit the roof and
1: some. uh, Yeah. It was also. (laughs) The
3: insulation would fall on his head. Because of the stipulation, which was weird for that. You can also run away and win. It was just like. If he gets to the top to do the coup de grace, he could also just like coup de grace himself off the other other direction (laughs) and win.
2: Well, that, I wondered if they were going to do the story of um, one of my favorite cage matches in WWE history was the CM Punk. Jeff Hardy one where it was loser leaves raw if party wins he gets the title if he loses he leaves Smackdown and when he could have jumped out him being the live in the moment character he Mm -hmm. was he rather try to do his swanton bomb off of, the t- off of the cage instead of jumping out. And everyone's like, you're crazy, you're crazy. So I wondered if Finn would try the crazier, more entertaining move and miss it and lose because of that, which is not what happened, though. And if any move should kill mm-hmm. the demon who kicks out of everything, it should be a second rope muscle yeah. buster. That should be like a once-in-a-year move that Smojo does. It's like mega killer
3: move. I and mean, didn't it already end Tyson Kidd's
1: career? Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's a, it's it's something they can't mention because it's too dark. And they like, if this was ten years ago, they would have totally said that's the move that ended Tyson Kidd's career. But now it's too. They don't want the. It's probably still a sensitive topic for them. Yeah. And, and with Samoa Joe, but so, uh, Finn has ankle problems Says yeah. well, a cold code.
1: So what are your personal picks? Sus- so like. Let's take the tag team match out of the equation because for me that was like the unequivocal match of the night. Like yeah. it was even it was the best tag team match I've ever seen in NXT, which is like high praise. Uh, but besides that, what would you say is your favorite match of the night?
2: Um, Finjo or Yeah, it, it was Finjo, Naya. I like the story told in Naya Asuka, but Naya's is just not yeah. enough of a performer now and I also really I didn't like Naya more than the Nakamura match, even though yeah. Ares didn't bring out the best in Nakamura. I, I but,
1: mean I uh, I really like the end of it. Just like uh, Ares doing all those submissions. I love his submission move, it's great. Yeah, and yeah. it looks great on like a big tall Tall legged dude like Shinsuke, but it's at gr- the end where like he misses that, he go- like him landing right face first on that uh that barricade outside, which is not like yes. the barricade you see in this game. It's like a metal barricade, mm-hmm. and then getting the two way he knees flopped off. It was yeah, great. That, all that stuff was great. And Brent- yeah,
2: that was really good. And uh, take over in much better pacing than most WWE pay per views. Says Brandolf, yeah. uh, which Brett and I will be at one in just a week and a half. Yeah, it will be we'll very be MITB. Many in the bank. Yeah, so Nakamura Aries. A lot of people saying they really like Nakamura Aries as well. Uh, although JGB Sterling said it didn't do much for him. But it was mainly to show, to me, it seemed like, to set up Naka mm-hmm. for him to be the next challenger for Joe's title at, at NXT. But I think it set up Joe as the monster he should be. Like Joe should be booked like Brock Lesnar to me. I think he's he's that damn good and that scary. And uh, as for Finn, I think this was a good final, final thing for Finn, if it is. And I especially liked him coming, like him being the teasing Finn we know him to be, where he came out in black and white demon gear, the color of the Bullet Club. And uh, so, yeah. so,
1: before we move on to the next uh, match, let's uh, take a comments from the crowd here. Thunderbird two saying, I hope we don't see the demon again until rain, WrestleMania next year. Which is yeah, a,
2: honestly, I think when the de- I think it hurt the demon that it became an every takeover thing. Yeah. It should be a special, extra special thing. Like if they're doing Takeover in Japan, cool. If they're just doing a takeover at the full show tail. at full sale, eh, you know. Though his entrance was great. Like yeah. it took me back to. You know, that clip of Triple H taking him through, nowhere the camera is. cameras, Camera's yeah. here, camera's here. That was so blocked out perfectly yeah, for the yeah. cameras. Like, I'm oh, in the cage, yeah. I'm rising from oh, the cage. Oh, yeah, it like, was
3: definitely with that in mind, for sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, cold Incision wishes they could see Finn Nakamura yeah. before he bounces, but I think they're saving
1: that for a later date. I think I they'll think. both be on Raw within a few months.
2: I think Nakamura might be a little farther off from Raw. All
1: right, but speaking of Raw. Better than last week, just because last week's was... oh the worst. It was, we're facing the NBA Finals, so let's not try anything. Um, not really, like, a big storyline, raw, but just the Ugh. fact that they had some good singles matches. Like, my favorite, mm. as you can see, is Cesaro versus uh, Chris Jericho, which, like, you know, Chris Jericho's been part-time, but they still have rarely ever fought. So, like, yeah. they, they have a good dynamic. Like, they're both super veterans. Oh, yeah, they're and, both great. And-, and they're both, like, at the best they've been in years. Yeah. Now, so
2: these singles matches didn't have weren't of much consequence. I will give you that, but they're kind of like I, setting the uh,
1: the they setting set up the ladder, in the bank yeah. Like the set, ladder, yeah. Who's the best? Who's the worst? Kind of that sort of a ranking those, system.
2: And those six guys are also good. It, the point is, all six of them could have a great match with anybody with yeah. any of the other guys. And though the other two were like, well, Del Rio and and Sammy felt fresh. Yeah, D- Dean Ambrose. And Kevin Owens is absolutely not fresh. But this was a fresh match and the best. And also, what I loved about it was that Cesaro won with a sharpshooter, which he should be doing more. Like, I think they've pretty much said TJ, uh, sorry, Tyson Kidd is done. And so he should just inherit that move. He but, should be yeah. the only man who does. It that works move.
1: perfectly with his uh,
2: his his spin. Yeah, the spin kind of the spin's great, but it always ends with like, yeah,
1: yeah. And like a a main event level re- like wrestler should have both a. Uh, submission finisher and a normal finisher and like right now both of his are great like the neutralizer looks awesome and so does the sharpshooter because it, it works right with his signature mm. uh, see, i'm uh, so talking T- in WWE 2 k 16 terms So right Tenga
2: now. says uh, is the worst raw episode always genuinely the worst until the next worst episode
1: and uh, i would say, i mean in su- no yeah. no i, I mean, think last week's was the worst of this year i mean yeah. y- there you probably go to like you know 2010 or something to find worse raws than oh, this, and right.
2: master of loop says they watched the hulu version of raw and they kept in the bit where john cena said bullet club ah. and uh but yeah this match was i mean these two are such great competitors Yeah, and uh you know jericho's game for anything and i especially like the the feel of jericho now is i think he's definitely internalized all the people saying mm-hmm. that he sucks or mm-hmm. that he Came back as cool dad, and then yeah. now he's trying to show like, fine, I'll wrestle great matches with all your favorite guys, and, and I'll, I'll
1: be a bad guy, and he'll just be so pompous all the time. Yeah. Like I, I usually hate the first segment on Raw, whatever it is, because it's usually you know Shane or, uh, or Stephanie or Triple H coming out and just saying like, well, here's what's going to happen tonight. We haven't figured out our main event, so it's going to be determined right now in this opening segment. But this this week. They had everybody standing on top of a ladder, which is, like, a great visual that yeah. you would never see, like, very weird, great... yeah, very weird, but, like, also sh- visually striking and different, so I liked it, and, yeah. like, very it, theatrical yeah, start. kind of felt rightily, but I liked that Chris Jericho said, like, I, of, of course I've won a Money in the Bank match, I invented it, and then, like, Sammy calling him out on it, and like, being like, I totally won one, I, I won it in, uh, in Apple, <laughs> like, trying to just make up a city name and failing at it, it was... Yeah. That was great. The rest of Raw was kind of iffy. I mean, the main event was the Club versus the New Day, but it was like it was supposed to be three uh, hours. It was the countdown
2: until John Cena shows up. Exactly. That's what it is. Uh, But yeah, I uh, let's see. Vitamin Rob says I'll watch Raw again if it ever goes to two hours. Can't see the Hulu version in Canada, as far Uh, as I can tell. So, I mean, that yeah, three hours of Raw is way too much hours. And and now I think they've even done it of like, what would have been the. Like in the Attitude era they would have had like this is the main of this is the overrun. We're Mm. ending this with this awesome thing that you can't stop watching, like would have been AJ Styles turning on Cena. Mm. But in the last few weeks they've been like, you know what? Nah, we're let's do it in the second hour. People aren't watching the third hour and and it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. You know, he just did the move on the screen (laughs) and I am not liking how his codebreaker has become a one knee thing. Like mm. it's two knees. Both knees do the damage, but he only hits it with one knee. I, I'm not into
1: that. And also like a lot of people now are doing the like the lung blower, the which is the codebreaker but on the back. On the back. And that looks yeah. way better because like when somebody gets hit with that, they almost om- they almost always like explode off of the knees. Yeah. It just makes it look awesome.
2: And uh, Thornier Gravy says, I still can't stand Jericho constantly yelling that everyone's stupid for his go-to insult. I love him saying stupid idiot. Yeah. Stupid idiot. Yeah. Stupid idiot.
1: Uh, I also liked, you know, it wasn't a big, it wasn't a very big segment, but uh, the fact that at, at Money in the Bank they're going to have that four-way tag match, mm-hmm. That like I thought they were just going to throw away the VOD villains injuring Enzo, but they actually yeah. they incorporated it into, like, they redid mm. it in the match, except this time Enzo didn't get concussed. Yeah. Uh, but just, yeah, like keeping that that angle fresh and like the the end result was that Enzo or not Enzo um, big cast got so pissed that he just like went into like our uh, strength mode and uh, and beat up uh, and beat up the vaude villains until they got DQ'd but I like that I'm looking forward to that tag match I still think that they're probably not going to take the belts off the New Day for a couple more months I don't like, just know just make I, them the longest reigning tag team champions I mean so they are it
2: them. combined but yeah. not in a single reign though they gotta take it'll take them a long time to beat Kendrick and uh, his Paul London almost said his boyfriend but yeah. uh, I did call them Team Twink back in the day <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I think uh, New Day, I, I disagree with you, Dave. I think this four-way is just the perfect excuse yeah. to take the belt off the New Day. Yeah, they don't that's how changed. they won it in the first place, off primetime players, if oh, you yeah. recall. So I think that's how they like to do, you know, changes, title changes like that off of good guys. Uh, though, also, JDB Sterling asking if we had seen Chris Pratt get taught how mm-hmm. to do a powerbomb by Dave Batista. I haven't watched that yet. It sounds awesome. Like- I got... Also, and he yeah. does it to Anna Ferris.
1: Yeah. Also this week, uh was it uh John Hamm was on the Chris Gethard show and oh, really? got beat up by Rhino and ah! someone else I forget. Chris but, like,
2: Gethard is secretly a pro not even so yeah. secretly, but, he like, is a wrestler. Just thing. John
1: Hamm being in the ring with like indie wrestlers, like what the hell? Oh, Cole Cabana mm-hmm. was the other one. Uh, so before we move on, uh, let me, uh, let's let see some stuff from the comments. Mm-hmm. I, what was it? There's well, I like code
2: in it. Inci- Cold Incision is bringing up that uh, it'll be July 16th is the date when they'll break the London and Kendrick record, if they ever ah. do. And uh, that also, uh, Master of Loose says, funny hearing Jericho getting mad uh, about <laughs> hometown people getting his hometown wrong a few pay-per-views ago. He was talking about how ashamed he is to be from Canada. Yeah, I I love his, I'm so ashamed of Canada, like, he works so hard to get
1: people in Canada to hate him when they really should not be hating him. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, Worth Nintendo is pointing out that he's glad that the villains aren't complete jobbers yet, yeah, like, I think at this point we had already known that, like, yeah, it's not gonna work out for the Ascension, they're, uh, they're always gonna be on superstars and always lose on superstars. Yeah,
2: yeah, but, I mean, you gotta have somebody at the bottom, like, that's how you know where the bottom is, and... They're getting yeah. paychecks, you know, and uh, and unlike other people, they're not as good as Cody Rhodes to be worth quitting yeah. and getting a better and thing. And
1: that was one of the sad things that I, I pointed out, like at the end of that whole Breaking Ground thing. I'm like, wait, they also brought up the vaudevillains villains that week. They didn't yeah. even mention it. Like, everyone else gets Aww, like, oh yeah, that's like, like, even Tyler Breeze is like, and Tyler Breeze is coming into his own. Kind <laughs> of, I guess. Really. He, well, he's teaming with Fandango now, which is... Now uh, he finally is. And but... he's actually won some matches, so that's nice. So
2: bed says on Get Hard Show, it wasn't just Rhino, it was also Colt Kamana and X-Pac wow. were both that's there. that's like three
1: generations of indies.
2: I know, and he had another great one where he had on Sami Zayn, and uh, it was when Sami Zayn was injured, but he was still like, Come on, man. You unironically love Ska, and I love <laughs> Ska, too. Let's skank. Come on. <laughs> and Sam's like, all right, I just can't skank as hard as I would because uh, I my shoulder don't want to hurt my shoulder. <laughs> I was, you know, going back to NXT real quick, I was really sad to not see a Deo come back. Mm-hmm. And he's got to come back soon because they're doing fucking shows in Japan next month. Mm-hmm. And he's got to be back for Japan, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, they got enough Japanese talent to sell the tickets there. But, I mean, they sold the tickets. Mm-hmm. It sold out. They didn't need a Tommy for that. <laughs> but, Bring him back for Japan, man. I I do feel bad that we've been denied. They did have a few matches, but a real Finn Hideo, mm-hmm. you know, rivalry. In I mean, it. I think
1: Hideo is going to stay in NXT whenever he does come he back. Kinda, he yeah. needs more time. So, yeah. Now we're moving on to uh, Lucha Underground. Speaking um, of
2: guys who don't need more time in Japan, and a guy who's been spending a lot of time in Japan.
1: So this was a, again, I had kind of kind of fudge things. Like what you're going to see on the screen is a one on one match, but like. There was only one one one-on-one match, and it was a rematch. It was a kill shot against Marty the Moth Martinez, which, Uh. for one thing, uh, who cares, but also, like, it ended in about five minutes and was a... Double count out, oh. but yeah, the other two matches were the ones that like I really enjoyed. Uh, there was a nunchucks match, which was basically
2: it's like a. I, did, I didn't. I watched NXT yeah. last night. I did not watch. Lucha, like, it was so.
1: a basically a no disqualification match, but the only weapon you could use was nunchucks, and mm-hmm. it was like working off the fact that PJ Black and Jack Evans like they, they love their nunchucks. Yeah, they they did a lot of nunchuck stuff backstage, mm-hmm. and uh, they faced Drago and Arrow Star, and yeah, it was just like one of those things where. Like a lot of the mystical stuff you see backstage, never translates to in the ring because like they'll have yeah they'll have insane stuff because they film things that are impossible. They film
2: like horror movies that where they do magic. You can't actually do that in the ring.
1: But yeah, in the case of this match, it was like okay, they get to do a little bit of crazy nunchuck stuff. Like they'll Mm -hmm. stand at the top of the stairs and just like like point at the other team and then do like a crazy nunchuck uh, move. It, It was you know it was cute, but it was also like this is great for all these teams and you finally like pj black and jack evans getting their comeuppance for being mm. dirtbags the entire season right but yeah the the main event was a six on six match and mm. i have to look this up because i'm never gonna I, I wouldn't remember all of them off the top of my head phoenix evil east king cuerno taya johnny mundo and uh was supposed to be chavo guerrero against prince puma tejano sexy star son of havoc ray mysterio and the mac Wow, uh, but one of my, my 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 favorite thing from the it's entire everybody, yeah, my favorite thing from the entire episode of Lucha Underground is uh, it's kind of comeuppance from two weeks ago when Chavo Guerrero bit like proving that you can just put yourself in a Lucha Underground match by beating up the guy who's supposed to be in the match yeah. right before it happens. Well,
2: because well because uh, your boss Dario Cueto will just say, "I like your moxie, kid. You yeah. do get
1: this match." So that's what happened. Like. Chavo's standing in the aisle, like, soaking up all the booze. And then uh, Pentagon Jr. rolls up in his wheelchair and says, like, I know we're friends, but I must take you out. And, and beats up Chavo Guerrero. Takes jumps spot- out of his
3: wheelchair? Yeah,
1: yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the match was, you know, typical insanity from Lucha Underground. Six on six, so, like, everyone's bouncing everywhere. And, of like, it, it eventually breaks down to, uh, I guess the, it was the one thing that was weird is that, like, I guess, like, uh, Pentagon's team is supposed to be the heel team, but, like, it had Evilese on it. So, yeah, they, it,
2: it was a weird. I mean, Phoenix was on that side, too. Like, it, yeah, was, it they, was. They mix up that stuff a
1: lot. Yeah, so it was weird to think, like, who am I supposed to be rooting for? I mean, I want the team with Pentagon on it to win because he's, the, <laughs> he's, the, he's the biggest badass. So, that's what ended up happening. It was Johnny Mundo who got the pin, I believe, on, mm-hmm. uh, on Prince Puma. Oh, uh, man, Puma
2: what's going on man with puma he's he's on the downswing he'd been doing so good like he had been doing he had been the number he had been a hulk hogan in season one yeah and now he's just been like having trouble (laughs) man getting pinned getting like can't seal the deal Mm -hmm. kicking people in the balls and getting dq'd like it's not looking good for old puma these days uh though ricochet looking pretty all right for ricochet but uh yeah the, I i mean I love Pentagon's back I have not been liking him being off TV yeah. for weeks now and, and
1: it's weird because like of course the crowd went nuts for it and like it was cool to see him but then I thought like okay how long has he really been out like in terms of tapings probably (laughs) probably like a day and that's weird that like Mm -hmm. someone will be off tv for a month but it was basically a day's worth of tapings that that's true
2: (laughs) he just showed up the next night that's why you gotta just kind of let it go and be like this isn't what television production is yeah uh so it's different and uh yeah it's oh (laughs) thorny arabia has a great point he thinks that dario cueto is a young spanish mr burns
1: ah and that's the smithers though Mm,
2: Would be the see, lotus I, girl? Or? I guess Black Lotus is the closest yeah. thing to a Smithers, yeah.
1: Though Burns, man, her sexuality was, is ambiguous, so... <laughs> is it? Eh. I guess. She's I mean, not she, like um, what's her face? Most uh, people Mil don't Marge have Jesus. love storylines. Yeah. I mean, yeah. okay, yeah. There's she doesn't look anybody's face, which is as uh, yeah. as ambiguous as you can get.
2: One of my favorite moments of this season of Lucha Underground was when she. Was about to lick Eva face and then was like, "No, this audience would want it too much." Boo! I'm not doing it. And I was like, "Yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck!" What people wanted? Nothing involving Pentagon is bad. Says Night Demonifier. Pentagon is the he's the Stone Cold of their yeah. show. Like he is the greatest. Yeah, and so, and
1: so the result of this match is that the the, the six mm. person team that won gets a like they have a six man match. Like a like everyone one on one next week, I think it might be elimination. Mm. And the winner of that is the new number one contender for Matanza's title. And, and yeah, like I mean, just those six facing each other is gonna be pretty neat. So, Phoenix, Evilise Taya, Johnny Mundo, King Cuerno, and Pentagon.
2: So Cold incision brings up he thinks they're setting up for a Ray Puma thing yeah. at uh the o- Ultima yeah. Lucha, that would be a great match to make. I mean, Ultima Lucha two has been filmed, so some people can mm-hmm. know it if they if they they yeah. could already know what I mean, it is. I mean, and,
1: but. like, the commentary kind of hints at it. Well, not really hints <laughs> at it, but every time that Rey Mysterio and Prince Puma are on the screen together, it's like, it's the past helping the future or whatever, mm-hmm. like, just things like that.
2: Uh, so Tenga has Kuzi Valise. It, that's the entire nation for Final Fantasy Tactics, right? Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the, uh, she's the strong jawed, uh, baddest bitch in the yeah. Lucha Underground and she she is great. Like yeah. She is great. I, I love her a lot. And uh, But she, you know, in other Lucha Underground news, at the same time this show was on, Lucha Underground, many Lucha Underground hmm. competitors competed in the uh, oh, yeah. CMLL C- uh, big tournament, like this ah. team tournament thing, and the main event was technically Team CMLL L versus Team Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. but it was really just like the CMLL guys who were on Lucha Underground facing the Team Lucha Underground guys, which were led by Dario Dar- Dar- Cueto, and they won! <laughs> Lucha Underground won the whole thing! It was crazy! Alright, so uh, we, got, we have one on more too. match to go through oh, on yes. this...
1: Uh, but before that, let's let's uh, dive into yeah. uh, comments for a little bit. Uh, Some
2: people were mentioning we weren't talking about TNA, which they are well, going to have their lockdown soon. And, and they had did the we, most, just,
1: did we? I don't know if we talked about it last we did, week, no. but uh, Brother I, 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 fi- I finally watched the entirety of it. Like, uh, Matthew from Botchamania edited together this entire thing that was insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like that seems like it should be on Lucha Underground. Mm. Uh, Red
2: Nuke Warrior. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be Cesaro much yeah. as I'd like it. It's gonna be Kevin Owens. Oh, That's he's nice asking who, who who's you gonna think win in yeah. I say Kevin Owens at this juncture. Uh, but yeah, that clip was funny. Mm. That clip was funny. Uh, but more so, I'm interested in what's going on in New Japan right now. They just yeah. finished Battle of the Super Juniors. Will Ospreay looking like the king of the fucking world yeah. there. And now at uh, Dominion, they're gonna have the. Not the first ever, but the first in four ever (laughs) ladder match in New Japan history, though, because Tanahashi is injured. He's going to be facing Unbreakable Michael Elgin, Kenny Omega. Going to be so damn good. But here, yeah,
1: uh, we have to talk about it. Uh, Brock Lesnar, what was it on Sunday or Saturday? Saturday night, they uh, like at UFC. Uh, was that one ninety nine? One oh, yeah, ninety nine. Yeah. So they announced for it'll be, it'll UFC two hundred. UFC two hundred will be Brock Lesnar, and then on Monday they announced he'll be facing Mark Hunt, who has been out of UFC for a little while too. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they'll be fighting at two hundred. Brock <laughs> is it's a one night only return. WWE was cool with it. Very crazy. He fought at
2: 100, and now he's fighting at 200. And I think it's a big risk for old uh, Brock. I think it is... You know, he's got all this machismo. Like, uh, if he he hasn't lost since he beat The Undertaker, and if his first loss is to Mark Hunt, who... Is uh, from my I found out a big bruiser. Like he's not famous yeah. though, and it's not a name they can.
1: He's like a, he was a he was a title contender at some point. Yeah, like, he no. was close. He never well, won the title, but like
2: the heavyweight division in UFC is so all over the place. Yeah. Like it, it's it's one of their most like weirdest divisions where any yeah. any of the top six guys could always be heavyweight champion. There's no there's no
1: definitive dude in charge there. So the, apparently Brock was. He's been training for this ever since WrestleMania, which like I was starting to get a little bit confused. Like, why haven't they done anything with Brock? Not like, literally, one thing like since not that match. no, not, not mentioning him, not bringing uh, Paul Heyman out. Well, it also
2: makes you wonder why his is if his WrestleMania match was worse than it could have been because he was like, "Be
1: yeah, careful, be, yeah. be careful with me," guys. or just concentrating on other things. Yeah, but yeah, like that match was underwhelming and like. I don't know. I don't think it'll be that bad for him, even if he does lose. Because yeah. he came into WWE on, like, a two or three fight losing streak. Like, his last one was to uh, Alistair Overeem, where he got punched in the guts and, like, died King Hippo style. Because he
2: had no guts left. Yeah. Divic your turkey lightest. vic uterculitis di- di- Diverticulitis had incapacitated him. Which
1: I think I read, he he got by eating too much meat. Because he he (laughs) lives on a farm and probably just eats beef all day.
2: He's a fucking caveman, man. He said it himself. Though that was when he said (laughs) he wasn't going to come back to UFC. He's like, you know, I'm a caveman, but I'm a slightly older caveman now. It's not worth it. And it is a health concern. Like, no matter what, he's not facing a tin can either. But no matter who you face, like it's a risk of injury. The other guy's trying to hurt you. That's what CM Punk has been having so much yeah. trouble with that. He, he was trained in a physical activity, but one that teaches you to not actually hurt the other guy. And now he's getting into a thing where like the other guy's working real hard to hurt you. Stop yeah. trusting them not to. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, it Brock in, in his time in UFC, Was a guy who he was not an ultimate striker. Like, Mm he wins. I think he won some matches with with KOs, but he's more of a ground and pound master. Yeah. But if he tries to stand and strike, if he takes some fucking standing strikes from Mark Hunt, like, he's done. Yeah,
1: I don't think that's what. I think he will just try to, like. And if he gets concussed, like, can he even compete at SummerSlam? I I think, regardless, he's not going to be competing at SummerSlam. I don't even think they said he will be. Like, I think he'll be at SummerSlam. So he'll come out. He'll. Depending on how much he gets beat up, he'll probably suplex somebody or just, like, clothesline somebody or just Mm. show up and say like uh or to set up his next thing
2: yeah i i I don't know i'm i think it's i think it's a big risk on their part though if mark hunt beats brock then bring mark hunt into wwe man sign him up for a couple matches and obviously people are hoping this means that R- Ronda Rousey will be allowed to compete at WrestleMania next year as
1: kind of a trade for this. Yeah, there was someone else that they were mentioning instead of, like... Uh, the,
2: the one that's on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. I, I, somebody... The I believe her name is. Yeah, the Meltzer thinks that's because she's prettier and that Vince yeah. prefers a... the. Though, yeah, because Ronda Rousey is so unattractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I hate that, but...
1: Uh, yeah, Brock in UFC is like real life DLC, says Brandolph. <laughs> I like that. I uh, like Stacey D. Pro at UFC 300, Brock Lesnar against Jav- Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, uh, with the Dragon Sword in his corner. And, Paige Van Zandt, that's what yes. people are saying. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and, and uh, someone brought up, like, will. Paul Heyman be in UFC in any capacity. I hope so, but I don't think they would.
2: I think he would be in. I'd hope he's in his entourage. I mean, he mm-hmm. he did the exclusive first yeah. enter, or another exclusive interview about it and and him saying that like, "Oh yeah, I did this. I I did a <laughs> He said he he arm wrestled Vince McMahon <laughs> for the right to do it, which at first I was like, "Haha, real funny." <laughs> I'm like, "That could be. That could be true." I would not put that against them. But the UFC was fun, though. Now, you know, guys in their 40s fighting has been kind of marred for me after yeah. the with the passing of uh, Kevin Ferguson, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Kimbo Slice, nice. who was more of a freak show than a fighter and really, like, that last fight he had shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like, absolutely shouldn't have happened. And it makes you worry, like, you know, Ken Shamrock is mm-hmm. fighting in close to 50. He really shouldn't yeah. be doing that. Especially with, like... His body just makes you go like, dude, that's that's not the. I don't care how much exercise you do as a fifty-year-old man, and how extremely fit you are, Ken Shamrock. Yeah. That's not the body you should have.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, as long as uh, Brock is able to wear Jimmy John's on his shorts at the uh, UFC, uh, I'll be think good. That's illegal. I, now. I think it is.
2: It's not well. Awkward loser has a rejoinder for us though, <laughs> with all our Brock play, praise. You guys know Brock was never that good, right? He fought mostly cans and a dinosaur in Randy Couture, who, along with Brock, Chael Sean, and BJ Penn, are the Mount Rushmore of overrated MMA artists.
1: Yeah, oof, it was, ouch. It was the era too, like, so, it, and it, it almost still is, where like the heavyweight, like heavyweight the heavyweight title changes almost every defense. Like, there's yeah. rarely a champion that holds it for a long time. Uh, so awkward
2: loser. I gotta say, as a as a fan of the era when those guys were at the cha- top, I hate Chael and That guy <laughs> sucks, but. Randy Couture was the real deal. He was yeah. he was really a light heavyweight who was defending the heavyweight and was better than mm-hmm. everybody in his time there. It, he was amazing. Now, Brock, yeah, he has kind of an uneven record, but yeah. when he was
1: good, he was damn good. Yeah, and, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, like, they always said, like, like, Brock was never at 100% when he was in UFC before. He had, like, yeah. diverticulitis, and, yeah, like, now that he's he's fully healthy. Well, and, though, I and, saw
2: people pointing and, out that when he wrestles a fake fight for 15 minutes, he is purple and breathing super heavy and sweating everywhere. Makes you doubt his yeah. conditioning. I, I don't
1: but, know. But, I mean, those those matches involve him, like, moving way more around than he would in a UFC fight. So, you know, yeah, it's balances so. and all that. So, I mean, we'll see. And uh, we will uh, talk more about that in the coming weeks. want to thank everybody for uh, their top-notch comments and questions for, uh, for being here. We'll see you next with more Wrestling Chatter.
4: Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Wrestling will return after these messages.
3: Are you already tired of 2016? Jump into the past with 302010, 2010, our weekly pop culture Thai Bashid podcast. Here's something you may remember from 1986. <laughs> Stallone's co- oh, yeah. Cobra.
0: I am all over Cobra. Oh, good. This At- is the most 80s movie there yeah. is.
4: It's Stallone's most Stallone-y, I think, where yes. he gets the criticism of making mindless action because the trailer yes. absolutely presents it as such. Mm-hmm.
0: It, no, it totally is. It's uh, Death Wish and Dirty Harry mm-hmm. sort of uh, taken to an extreme and that he is a... Is it a, a canon film? Yes, it is. Yeah, I thought so. He's the toughest cop. He's the guy they send in for the dirtiest work. And the dirtiest work is like oh, there's a guy who um, has a minor hostage situation in a supermarket, and his solution is, of course, shoot everything all the time. Right. Kill all <laughs> the dirt bags. It's like, you could easily, like, he, like, sneaks up behind him. You could tackle him. no. No, we better wipe everybody out. And this this one has conspiracy parts in it too, oh, and the, it's cool. the it's not just a gang; it's like a cultish sort of gang. Mm. And I hate they Jesus. Have, There's like secret cops are actually members, and uh-huh. who can you trust? And like Brigitte Nielsen, uh, I His think she's Mrs. Girlfriend. Stallone. Oh, yeah. After they fight this. the yeah. Jewish
4: lizard Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But she witnesses a crime, so he's oh well, and then uh,
3: is
2: he underwater? <laughs> if I, if <laughs> the
0: I the may... secret to doing Stallone is don't move your tongue.
3: Yeah, yeah, you do. just gotta
0: talk without moving your
3: tongue. That's thirty, twenty, ten—a weekly look at what happened in pop culture thirty years ago, twenty years ago, and ten years ago. Every Thursday, right here on the Laser Tab Network.
4: Now back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling.
1: Back to Cheap Popcast number 85. We're going to close out this episode with the crowd question from last week and uh, posing a new one to all Uh Last week's question was, who would you want as WWE 2K18's pre-order character? They just announced WWE 2K17's pre-order character, Bill Goldberg. Uh, so it can be a wrestler like Goldberg, who's been underrepresented in recent years, or a completely off-the-wall character like the Terminator or Mike Tyson. Uh, Chinese ninja social justice warrior said, "China, China, as, although that would require bringing back intergender intergender matches to WWE video games." And I don't think that would ever happen. Yeah. My, uh, but whatever year she gets the Hall of Fame, they'll, she they'll should burn. Least be in it. Yeah.
2: But yeah, when she finally started wrestling women, that's when she quit the company. She yeah. never wanted to wrestle women. She didn't want to be in yeah. their admittedly horrible women's division, where yeah. like. They had Ivory, mm-hmm. and then no other people <laughs> who could actually... Well, yeah. Jackie. Ivory and Jackie, that was it. Yeah. Man. drook said, Spider-Man. He wrestled a bit. He's going to get main anyway. And it's a good time for cross-promotion with the pre-order announcement and all the movie hype hitting around the same time. There's no way 2K could afford that. <laughs> Sony might have it, but uh, uh, yeah. like if it was a Sony exclusive on the PS4, that would be one thing.
1: I, yeah, I think it was like Terminator is not the biggest movie of the summer, so no. it was like, that makes sense. Yeah, Spider-Man will be the biggest movie of whatever summer comes out or whatever time of the year. Pretty it. much, yeah. Uh, Brendoff says, I got to pick Sylvester fucking Stallone. Since we got Arnie as the Terminator, then it only makes sense to get Sly as Rocky. That way we can recreate his match from Rocky Three with Thunderlifts. Oh yeah, the Hogan thing. Uh, never mind. If they get Rocky and Rambo in it, it's yeah.
2: like to face each other, that'd, that'd, be, that'd be pretty good. Stabby Joe said they should do a Monday Night War theme, and the next game should have the obvious choice, RoboCop. <laughs> oh my God,
1: RoboCop's hair is breaking the cage. The, the, the Four Horsemen want none of RoboCop. Bobo Hotep says, "I know it's a long shot, but never say never with the WWE." Perhaps his debut UFC fight doesn't go as well as he hoped. Bridges are built and Fen- fences mended and we get the return of the best in the world, CM Punk. Watch out, WWE Universe, because it's clobberin' time.
2: You know, that seems impossible to imagine now, but, but. It, they never say never. He's the closest thing to never, I would other than dead people, he's the closest yeah. thing to never, I would say. Because I would just, like, he, he is still being sued by WWE, yeah. so that would need to be shut down, and He's like the very kind of like the most stubborn man in wrestling history. Yeah. And I don't think he'll ever forgive him for ruining his way.
1: Like yeah, getting him back into WWE games, like back in the WWE in general will be great, but like Again like, is a different yeah. his last game, like that was when they finally started to do like really good mo- like facial mm. capture. But they didn't do him because he, he wasn't around he's for gone it. by that point. So they have his entire career mode and it's like the you know, last year's model of CM Punk. Yeah. It, was it, it looked great. like crap.
2: And it made me so sad that he missed being in a game with Samoa Joe. Like it was so close, yeah. <laughs> so close
1: to have them being in an
2: actual game together. Nuke Ninja said back in the day. Oh, one other thing I'll say yeah. about the punk thing too, is that 2K had to pay him a shitload of money for putting yeah. him in a game when they weren't really allowed to. Oh, yeah. And so he like on his tell all podcast, he joked with them of like, Hey, do you, do you like having me in your game now? So I don't think 2K yeah. might be all that happy Ooh. with him either. <laughs> Nuke Ninja said, Back in the day I lived in an apartment with some friends, and we constantly played No Mercy. We created many characters, mainly versions of ourselves, but one of our most devastating creations was none other than Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> Imagine Big Papa B coming down to the ring to D'Lo Brown's. You looking at the real deal now. Theme music, magic. My biggest regret is that we never made a proper Wesley for (laughs) him to
1: feud against. Wesley, all Uh, Ivana Crap My Pants said, The two biggest names never appear in the WWE, Alex Wright and Stevie Ray. Ah. Uh, To which uh, Drew replied, "Uh, Did you misspell Norman Smiley and Glacier?
2: Norman Smiley.
1: Though I will say Stevie Ray was actually in this year's game as DLC. That's
2: right. And
1: uh you never know Norman Smiley could make it in there as he, like a de- uh, NXT trainee. He is a
2: WWE employee and uh he you know Bill Demott's not going
1: to be on okay. it next year so And Glacier I feel like his best chance was in that uh, WWE Immortals game. Oh, like yeah. you have Sub
2: Zero, exactly. I I
1: want. I, I I hope there's at least the Alex Reich dance in the game. Oh soon. yeah, hey, fun to boy. <laughs> uh, so new crowd question with the recent uh, announcement of Brock Lesnar having a, uh, a match at UFC 200 and WWE possibly getting a UFC star to to wrestle in return. Mm-hmm. So from all of UFC history in their prime. Which competitor would you have wanted in WWE?
2: Because there have, there were more people than you yeah. think were in it, like, but not enough, like, but not got, enough. Yeah. But like Dan Severn came yep. into it, Tank Abbott, Ken and and Ken Shamrock, and then also Don Fry wrestled a lot in ah. Japan, not in America. But uh, so yeah, you know, let me go first. Sure. I will say this is just in my head mm-hmm. because I read a you know a, a sad here's how Kevin Randleman died story, oh. but. Kevin Randleman came at a very bad time in, w- in UFC yeah. because it was right before the Zuffas brought it, and they could barely afford to keep anybody under contract, and I think like several people just vacated their championship because their fight deals yeah. ran out and they
1: didn't come back. And- I believe that like, Kevin Randleman was in the very first UFC game on yes. the Dreamcast. Yeah, he was.
2: Yeah. And his thing was he had incredible athleticism. All the stuff they talk about Brock Lesnar doing as a heavyweight, uh. he did too, but he was a puffed up heavyweight like he he was really a light heavy and i think he he fought more at that level but he was like this guy with crazy like crazy charisma could do all this athletic stuff and he just came at the wrong time and people in the article just saying like this guy could have been brock lesnar too like he could jump over the he could jump over the octagon walls to get in like that's what he would do and like and he's but he was crazy strong too. He was he was a big guy and it was unfortunate that like his career didn't go the way it should have and he came at just the wrong time in UFC yeah. popularity too. And uh but yeah, he he was great. He was great. And I R I P. Kevin Randleman.
1: If he wasn't kind of becoming a Kurt Angle of UFC at the end of his career well again, I guess because it's, it's prime, Jail yeah. Sonnen. Oh, uh, yeah. like I think he was really good at at taunting people, especially Anderson Silva during he's their a feud. Douche, man. Yeah, and like he's he's an all right size for WWE. He might be a little bit small, but like mm. I think just his charisma and like the guy can move around and he's probably got like some good technical wrestling skills. Mm. I just thought I thought like him when he was fighting Anderson Silva, like he was a great. UFC heel that like guys today like uh, Conor McGregor are kind of patterning themselves after just like taunt like endlessly taunting the champion and like mm. it's very hard to get UFC fighters that can be that charismatic Chelsun and I don't know if he's still doing it but like he was doing a lot of like like UFC on Fox uh, pre-show stuff yeah. like, if, you have, if you're able to talk that well on the microphone like you'd probably be great in WWE and no he is he is great at that I know he wanted to do it too for a while but I don't think it, uh, it ever panned out
2: Yeah, and uh, man, it just also reminds me of, like, the most wannabe WWE guy who never did it, though I guess he did appear in TNA once or twice, was Uh, Tito Ortiz. He was, like, the worst person. I fucking... Like, there are worse people who have, like, worse human beings who have competed in UFC. But he was the douchiest douche in the world, and he knew it worked. He knew it got him, like... Publicity yeah. and people like me would buy pay-per-views to see him possibly get his ass.
1: Yeah, kicked, his most but... his most wrestly thing ever was uh, when he went to Bellator after UFC. Mm-hmm. This was when Bell when Spike I believe was airing Bellator and TNA lots of times on the same night. Yeah, so they're trying to get some synergy there. Like Bobby Lashley would fight in Bellator, but one night I like. I think it was kind of that wrestling like influx. Forget who Tito Ortiz was fighting.
2: Another mask reveal, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: so uh, his opponent brings out this guy in a mask and says "Do you- I've got a, se- a secret weapon in my corner. Take off your mask. And this guy takes off his mask. Nobody knows who the fuck this mm-hmm. guy is. And... Uh, Tito Ortiz's opponent says, like, this is your old trainer, and now he's giving me all my, all the tips, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and what? I know, like, I know Bellator is the B-tier MMA like organization, but you're making it look like C-tier.
2: People soundly rejected it. Yeah, so it was fact. very dumb. Uh, and I would have thought, you know, it probably would have just ended up like Tank Abbott's horrible time in WCW, but... Kimbo Slice could have been a yeah, WWE star. He sh- probably style. should have
1: done that more than UFC. But He'd let,
2: been in a safer space. Probably. Let's
1: let's leave uh, the rest of the MMA world to the crowd. Please leave your response to the crowd question underneath this episode of Cheap Podcast on LazerTimePodcast.com. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. Hank, do you want to impart any plugs before we go?
2: Oh, there's a lot to get through here, but let's start from the top. LazerTime the regular show that everybody loves on LaserTimePodcast dot com. This week we talked about when cartoon characters endorse products for a very long time, and we definitely talk about, say, Flintstones or Fruity Pebbles, which John Cena has also been on, and we discuss living cartoon character Macho Man and his long association with the Slim Jim property. Also, there's 302010, our weekly time capsule, where we talk about the events in a given week 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. And I forget if it is this week or next week's, but ECW on ah. Sci-Fi premiered in 2006 in June, and so dark times are coming Ooh. when it seems to be the brightest for <laughs> ECW and I and I talk all about that and also there's Talking Simpsons our weekly exploration of every episode of The Simpsons from the beginning just got halfway through the third season very good stuff
1: thanks for listening to this episode of Cheap Popcast but uh, let me remind you that every week we do a live segment so the middle segment of every episode where we're talking about this week in wrestling and all the goings on we do that live on Twitch every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific then, time, yes, and then we put it on YouTube shortly thereafter, so you can watch it anytime. Uh, I, I feel like that's the best way to get that segment of the show. Uh, and you know, like we have WWE 2K16 running simulations in the background. I actually made Mark Hunt for for this one. So you can ask a- us
2: a public question about anything yeah. about wrestling. We had some good ones on this one.
1: I mean, you heard it.
2: Yes. You heard it as a second segment. You know, it was good.
1: Uh, but that'll do it for this episode of Cheap Popcast. Uh, We'll see you next week with more wrestling chatter.